Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already October 29th. I think we're we're good for two more days in this month. On Friday, it's February, or February, listen to me, <laughs> November 1st. It's my dad's birthday, even though he's not here. It's his birthday on November 1st. And it's just the way things are, I guess. This was a big time for the book Origins of Truth and how I got my money to finance it. It happened between October 31st and November 1st. So there we have it. Welcome to today's show. Today's show, what does not taking care of ourselves cost us? What does not taking care of ourselves? cost us because it costs us a lot but the way it starts is so quiet that it almost looks like we are doing the right thing because we watch a lot of people in media and we just think people are either born that way or not and it's not true. What it takes to take care of ourselves. Having a baby taught me something really funny. One day, I went out and I was shopping and I just took a glimpse at my daughter in the stroller. And she was just in there playing and doing, you know, what a baby does and all the little things I gave her to bite on and, and, and all of that. And I looked at her and I thought, wow, all the work it took from me for her to just be sitting there playing with those little toys. I had to bathe her. I had to feed her. I had to put clean clothes on her. I probably changed her diaper once or twice before we left the house. I had to make sure everything was all systems go all the time. And I remember thinking, wow, what it took for this kid to just be sitting in a stroller. When people pass by, they just see a little kid and they think, oh, it's just a baby. But it's not just a baby. It's an entire human being who's just brand new here. And so everything that we do for ourselves has to be done for them. Down to feeding and and bathroom and the whole thing. And as we get older, we tend to cut corners because we can. We're rushed. We're pressured. But the rushed and the pressured is the part of us that costs us. That's where we're hurting ourselves. Because truly, the process of getting my daughter ready taught me to pay better attention to myself 
And then when I had my son and I had to get both of them ready, that was an entire different story. Because I could have gotten into that rush and could have been nervous and could have taken it out on them and could have been impatient. And then I would have taught them how to be like that because that's who I would have been. One thing that I realized was that our kids literally breathe us in. They are the biggest mirror a human being could ever have. They watch us. They listen to us. They see if we contradict ourselves. If we don't tell the truth, they tell us. This is when they're younger. This is before they get to the age where they want to rebel and be themselves and all of that. And I would realize where I wasn't taking care of myself or even taking better care of them than I was of myself. And then I thought, well, we do that without kids. We do that with our jobs. We do that with our partners. We do that with projects we take on. But how we do all of that literally goes back to simple things like you washing your face before you go to bed at night, brushing your teeth before you go to bed at night. When you wake up, instead of not making your bed that you just slept in, just waking up and making your bed. Those little things go a long way. Those little things I did for those kids is why they feel whole and healthy. And that someone cares. That also teaches them that that's just the way things are and they do that. But it all goes back to a sense of completion. Having a simple routine that we take care of ourselves in. We don't put ourselves off. We take care of our bill. We breathe. We keep our homes manageable and clean. We keep our cars clean and manageable. We don't punish ourselves for not being what we think we should be. And that one I'm going to repeat. We do not punish ourselves for not being what we think we should be. It costs us a lot emotionally. It costs us physically as we get older. Because the habits that we have when we rush and push 
and put ourselves down, they get bigger as we get older if we didn't put those things in check and find a way, find a routine to be able to live within in our lives. If we spend all of our time putting our time into other people, we are going to feel empty inside. And that emptiness is never happy. It wants everything from everybody. And if somebody didn't do what you wanted them to do, then you were going to be mad at them. But really, you're just mad at you. Having a morning routine that does not include flying out of bed, putting anything on, and rushing to work, but actually waking up, putting your things in order, taking what you need, leaving without running out the door and driving like a maniac to get where you're going, and really asking yourself, am I really taking the best care of myself. And think of what we have to do for a baby that we can't get out of because we have to raise them. It's the same things we have to do as an adult. That's why when we think of, we say things like the good old days and we say things like, oh, you know, If things were just simpler, I could be simpler. But cutting things out of our lives rather than adding more stress to them, which we all try to do every single day. I feel like we're racing against the clock to take stress out of our lives. Will help. And I did one really big thing, and I I said it the other day because that's when I did it, but now it's been three or four days, maybe more. It was this, when did I go? It wasn't this weekend. It was last weekend. So now it's been about a week and a half, boy, time flew, that I did this. But I went to the autism conference a, a, a weekend and a half ago. And I realized on my way there, I could not breathe well. I was not, like, happy. I was anxious. I was feeling pressure. I felt like I had to rush everywhere. And I was planning to, it was 56 miles, I think, away from where I live. And I was planning to drive back and forth for three days just never occurred to me to stay there it never occurred to me that I needed a break that I was just so busy all the time and it just didn't occur to me and then only Wednesday prior to it I decided that I was going to stay like what was I thinking and then after the whole day I could just go up in the hotel and, and, and go to bed and actually you know, sleep and and wake up and and take care of myself. And I brought 
you know, my favorite foods and did the whole thing. I made a whole weekend of it. But on my way there, I realized that for probably the last year of my life between taping and working and moving and all of that, that I had not stopped. I just would go from one project to the other. I was just like superwoman, just getting everything done. And then I thought, okay, I could breathe now, but it became a habit to rush. I was like, I know I need to get away. I got away. I was in full, I need a big change mode. And I reinstated the little things. Waking up and being quiet when I first woke up. Getting my stuff ready the night before. Making sure that mentally I was prepared for the next day before I slept, which is something I always did. And I still did it, but everything was in abbreviated form. Washing up, taking care of my skin, taking care of all my things. Just packing made me think about myself for a little bit longer than I've been able to. But the biggest movement of it all, and I have to say this as much as I love it, I love technology. I love all the gadgets. It's fascinating to me. But I had that Apple Watch, which I got for Christmas last year. And that thing notifies you all day long of every single thing that's going on. You get a text, boom. You get an email, boom. You get, um, what is it, a news story, boom. It's like all day long, it doesn't stop. And what was happening to my brain was that no matter what I was doing, I felt like the day was never going to end. Like I just had so much to do, so much to get to all the time. And I thought, you know, I love counting steps. I love seeing how much I exercise. I love doing this. I love doing that. I love numbers. And then I had to, like, reel myself in and say, now, now, wait a minute. And this is all just in the drive because it was a long drive back and forth. And then I said, how did I live before all of this? Not all of it. You know, I get on, and it's to me, this is my job. It's like I go to work, but I have an office in my house. So I sit in my office, and I literally finally took me a couple of years to get used to a work schedule working from home. But I'm, I'm good. But I took the watch off. And if you didn't hear that show, it was a little blurb in the beginning of one show because I thought, wow, am I going to be able to do this? But what happened was it showed me how that was the first thing I had to get rid of to let my brain calm down enough 
to actually take care of myself and not race with myself. There's a difference between racing through your day and caring for yourself. Because what happens when we don't take care of ourselves? We get overwhelmed if anyone asks us for anything. We're like, I can't do that right now. And it just, that watch was overwhelming me. And every time my son or anyone would come near me, I'd be like, I can't do that right now. I can't think outside of what I'm doing right now. I have to stay focused right now. I haven't said that in 10 days since the day I left. I haven't said it because I didn't need to. I didn't feel like something is chasing me everywhere I'm going. But as I stopped responding to the watch and I took it off, it's sitting right here on my desk, I can see it. I am scared to death to put that thing back on and I probably never ever will. Because I had to think, I was feeling defeated because I was unable to pay attention to the tasks at hand, whatever it was, even if I was shopping in a grocery store. And then I get a text. My arm is constantly buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And I didn't feel like I was finishing anything, even though I was. But it was a constant reminder that the list of things undone was longer than the list done. So simplifying, taking things out that robbed our energy, or our time. It's not just time because there's energy zap in our lives. And if you start to let them go, and, and some of this stuff was hard for me, but I knew that it was just driving me nuts. And who would have cared if I died today? whether or not they drove me nuts. They could care less. The person who has to care is me because I'm the one who's going to have to live with myself and take care of myself while I'm here. And the way I take care of myself is the way I will take care of others. So if there's something in my life that isn't working, and is hurting me, and I keep it there personally, then I am going to accept stuff on the outside of me that isn't working for me in that same way. It's a natural way of, oh, I'll just do that. Oh, I'll just do that. Oh, I'll just, and we're distraction, distraction, distraction. We get impatient with others because We are so impatient with ourselves because we are not taking care of the little things that keep us going. And then we start to isolate ourselves and come up with reasons why we don't care of what anyone thinks of us, not even us. 
taking care of ourselves takes on the details of how we take care of everything else in our lives. So what has happened? I take the watch off and I'm not interrupted the same way. I don't really know what's going on like I did before. My phone is at my desk. My watch is at my desk. And unless I'm sitting on my desk, I don't get back to anyone because I don't know that they called yet. What's happened to me? Well, I'll tell you. It took me back what feels like 10 years. Because I thought, geez, I used to walk and not count my steps, and I was doing exactly what I'm doing now. It's just nothing was tracking me. The watch tracks, like, how much you walk, what you do. So it would say, like, let's say it was 10 o'clock in the morning, and I would be sitting at my desk, knowing I was sitting at my desk because I had a lot of work to do, and it would say things like, wow, you were ahead of where you are today. You need to get up and, and stand or something or walk, or it, it would give me a notification because I would be holding my breath, and it would be like, breathe. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like commanding me, telling me what to do. Don't I know what to do? All this stuff that we say is helping us was kicking my behind. All of it. Imagine. Taking care of ourselves takes on the detail of how we take care of everything else in our lives. All the impatience I had with that buzzer on my arm made me impatient everywhere else in my life, and I'm not even an impatient person. I would take on even the craziest, silliest things and I would, I would just be like, well, you know, let me just answer this and let me just do that. But I no longer had patience with stuff that just didn't make sense to me anymore. But now I just say, oh, you know what? That's not my thing. I can't please everybody. And if people are going to come at me in a certain way, that's just not stuff I can include in my brain anymore because I I just don't know what to do with it. Not for any other reason. And I'm like, at first it felt weird. And then I was like, oh, my God, did that feel good? (gasps) But as time went on, as I started excluding the things that were just robbing me of my energy or my time, and the watch was the first thing, And it was the least likely suspect because it wasn't a person. Think about that. It wasn't a person. It mimicked like 10 people coming at you all day long. And I thought, gosh, we need to to shrink our worlds a little bit. An example would be, you know someone who always gets everything done. And you see them, they're paying attention to details, and they come to you, and they're telling you the details. 
just like we're doing today. And you start to see the results. You see their life working. You see that they're calm. You see that they're patient. You see them push themselves, which pushes other people around them in a good way. And you see them enjoy the process, and they're going through and putting things in others through getting to the end, to completion. And then when you need something, you go to them because you know that they have a system. And we all have a system, but is the system working for you? Are you doing what works best for you? So I realized, and it could be a symptom of getting older, it could be just that I need more peace because I'm pretty peaceful inside, so I can take a huge load from the outside. But I, I cut that load back because it was costing me in a way that I didn't even see coming that I was not taking care of myself. I perceive taking care of myself as taking care of me and I can take care of the rest of the world that I lived in. But I also had to take out the external things that were robbing me. My dad used to say, a robber without a gun. We buy those watches. We purchase, we pay good money for constant check. Not only do we buy the equipment, we have to buy the air, the internet or wireless um, connections that we need to use it. And there's a lot of good to come from it. But we cannot get so caught up in it that it becomes an invisible robber of our time, our energy, our minds. Taking care of ourselves is building a structure in our mornings and in our evenings. In our mornings to start the day and in our evenings to actually end the day. Not falling asleep watching television or falling asleep on our phone, but putting that stuff to the side. One of the biggest things I learned at the conference was they had this booth that nobody was at. Like nobody was at this booth. So I went and I'm like, yeah, why isn't anybody here? What are you doing? And he showed me a phone and they have like a radar thing that um, it checks like the waves, the radio waves that come out of the phone or whatever waves. I don't know what kind of waves they are. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not really that technical, but they showed me a phone with a cover on it and they showed me a phone that was open like mine. And they showed you how much was coming out and what was affecting us. So he said, if you have a phone, get a phone where the flap covers the actual phone. So when you're not near the phone, it's not letting out all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's like, you know, really minute, but okay. But then he said something that caught my attention. 
he said, when you're on your phone all the time, and, and I'm not actually on my phone all the time, but that darn watch was on me all the time. You're, you're going, 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 and you're constantly using short brain waves. If you're only using short brain waves and you're not mixing it with long brain waves, like watching a movie or reading a book or resting and doing something that your brain has to actually engage in instead of be overstimulated by, you will be more anxious. You will start to have anxiety because anxiety is like the syndrome of our time. And when he said that, that just clicked. If he said that to me any other time, it wouldn't have mattered. But, boy, that weekend I was ready to say, what just took my life over? And what was the first thing I said happened to me driving to that conference? For the first time in my life in a long time, I was really feeling anxious. Taking the time to breathe in the morning. Just to breathe, like all the way in and all the way out. And then taking the time to breathe again before I slept and before I sleep. Cut out what doesn't work in your life, one thing at a time. Simplify and live within a structure morning and evening. And you'll keep your health and you'll keep your mental happiness. Thank you, guys. It's already time. Time is over. I could have talked for like four hours today. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.
I hate that. I hate that. 